Hello, everyone. Welcome to Small Biz Tips. So about wow. five years ago, <laughs> I had the opportunity to connect with this gentleman here. Um, I was so amazed by what he was doing in his industry that we built a really good relationship. And I can't wait for him to share what he's got going on now. Boris, what's going on, man? Hey, Gilbert. Hey, uh, it's good to see you. <laughs> Likewise. Yeah, quite a number of things going on. I'm happy to thank you for the invitation and uh, really happy to tell a little bit of my story and uh, let you know what's uh, what's going on in, in my corner of the industry, which is fine and special to chemicals. So I'm coming at you from a different different space. But hey, let's let's get into it. Yeah, definitely. So to kind of get the ball rolling, who is Boris? Boy, that's a very mysterious, <laughs> question. Um, so, um, Boris today um, mm -hmm. is a uh, is a consultant to the fine and specialty yeah, chemicals uh, industry. Mm -hmm. I've been doing this. Uh, this is my second year. I'm just finishing my second year, Congrats. and um, I spent about forty years. I would say combined almost forty years in the chemical industry. So. Wow. And um, about half of that was in a technical capacity and the second half in a commercial capacity, very typical. Um, worked for some large multinationals, um, Degusa, which became Ivonic in later years, um, Axe Nobel I spent some time at. Um, I was also at a smaller uh, German fine chemical manufacturer, Cab, Cab Chemical. So um, uh, interesting assortment of, uh, of experiences. Um, I'm a New Yorker, uh, born and raised. Let's go. <laughs> and, uh, fairly loyal, uh, let's see, Rangers, Knicks, Mets. Okay. Uh, uh, pretty good in MLS soccer, too, if you want to get into that. But um, <laughs> I think that gives you a, that's that's me. That's fantastic. So um, the chemical industry is to me mysterious to a lot of people right it's that little corner industry that that's doing amazing things but not a lot of people know or even understand what comes from the chemical industry can you kind of like educate our audience for business owners consultants or even thinking about starting their own business a little bit about that chemical industry like some of the work you've done in the past how does those work impact our current world right right i mean um, chemicals as a whole is very diverse. I would say mm -hmm. it probably touches every every part of living. Um, in some cases, it has a negative connotation, and others, it has a very positive, optimistic uh, connotation. Um, I spent most of my time in fine chemicals, which was a later part of my career, and specialty chemicals. And mm -hmm. fine chemicals are uh, a little bit more uh, precise. We're talking about individual molecules that are manufactured to very tight specifications uh, yeah. and are usually part of some larger um, some larger formulation or some larger synthesis. Um, I'll give you one example. Um, yeah. I ran a business for years that manufactured a uh, an intermediate called the dianhydride. And this this humble little molecule um, is in your smartphone and your tablets and your computers. So whoa, wait, 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 wait a second. Whatever so, fraction of the gram is in there, it it makes it it helps you. It helps these machines run. So I felt wow, really pivotal pivotal part in in that industry. That's amazing. I, and, I've uh, never known that. 
Yeah, it's nice. So when you have it, you know, otherwise you're just you're making some liquid in a drum and it doesn't matter <laughs> to anybody, you know. But these had very uh, specific uh, uh, uses. Um, mm -hmm. I would call the other side of that industry. I would call specialty chemicals, and in that okay. regard, you're talking about things that perform certain functions, um, and they may be in certain formulations, a little bit more mm -hmm. downstream. So, uh, a current example. Uh, I'm working with a client that makes products that go into the upcycling of uh, waste plastics. So this yeah. would be an additive that you would use in order to improve the value and create some circularity of the plastics uh, supply chain. Wow. So functional use. Um, there are many other um, examples yeah. and applications within the chemical industry, but those are the ones that that I have the most familiarity with and hope that touches uh, no, that, someone in terms wow. of identifying what it's about yep no that, that's that's the super valuable because you know like you mentioned a lot of people just see those little liquid in a bottle and they don't know how that liquid can be uh used so tell us more about what's that supply chain look like right from being in the lab when when they develop those molecules and chemicals to actually having it in a smartphone like what does it go through to get to that level <laughs> Yeah, that's a long route, and it's important to understand the full supply chain so that you can be an effective, you know, commercial manager, let's say, which is something yeah. that, um, uh, and it's important that everyone who has roles within those uh, areas all understands what, what they're doing. Um, mm -hmm. If you're just in the laboratory synthesizing a, uh, a, a molecule, without any guidance in terms of, well, you know, this is why, this is how, this is mm -hmm. the importance, this this is the importance this this product plays, this is a contribution you're making, uh, then it's kind of lost. You're just kind of walled off in a-, in yeah. a um, So everyone needs to understand the role going through. So there may be people in the lab who are doing the original development. Um, then there are the people that need to scale it, uh, okay. scale the process. Okay, now you have a product, how do you actually make it at scale? So now we're talking about um, uh, chemists and engineers that work in a pilot plant or a semi-works facility. Um, okay. And they're the ones that are actually designing the process by which these products, these, these chemicals would be made. Um, mm. Once that is, is done, uh, then the process refined, um, the engineering complete. There are many design engineers that get, get, have to get involved in terms of what are the what are the, what are the equipment, what's what are the yeah. assets necessary to make the. So now we go into the commercial units and your manufacturing. So you've got stewards there, you've got process engineers, you've got um, chemical operators who really need to understand. Wow. Um, and then the product goes out the door. Uh, it's going to your customer, uh, and then that customer may serve a series of customers down the supply chain. Someone makes a um, someone makes a, a polymer. Someone makes a film. Someone makes a circuit out of that film. Someone That's takes amazing. that circuit and integrates it into a design. And then at the end of the day, you're holding it in your hand. So um, I think for me, over the years, what I learned the most important thing was good communication mm. all the way up and down, so that from the people that you're responsible for, everybody understands that they're playing yeah. a vital role uh, in the supply chain uh, it's amazing how complex and lengthy the supply chain is from from the origination of the molecule to actually creating the product distributing the product selling the product 
and then now package it and resell it to the end users, right? Yeah. <laughs> and there's, there's, there's a lot of people involved. You know, you go to your local shop and, oh, I'm going to trade in my phone. Um, now, at least maybe a smidgen of understanding, hey, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes in order to put that phone in your hand and yeah. so that it operates reliably and continuously so that, you know, your Instagram go posts and your text message goes through. <laughs> uh, it doesn't take much just to... to to, to make those things malfunction. So um, it's, 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 it's collaborative effort. Um, mm -hmm. It's everyone understanding their roles uh, and it's op and it's operational excellence too. You have to, you have to manufacture at a very high level for everything to work very well. That's amazing. Now with that said, tell us more about your role, right? Uh, Cause you were, you worked for some of these massive manufacturing company and now you're a consultant. Tell us about what does that, as a consultant, what does that look like when you're working with like a chemical company or like some form of specialty chemical company? Like what exactly do you do? How do you help them? And, you know, what's the end result look like? Sure, sure. Um, yeah, I spent quite a bit of time with some large multinationals, even some smaller companies. Um, mm -hmm. And actually, my career was going pretty well. I probably could have I could have retired at the last company I was at. I think I was doing a reasonably good job there. Um, but then just kind of got, it was a, it was an awakening. It was a reckoning. Uh, mm. and, uh, I was pressured by, not pressured by, let's say, uh, gently coerced by some <laughs> friends and colleagues that I knew. And, um, I had a couple of things going on personally in terms of family situation. And, and, you know, then we had the, uh, the great, uh, whatever it was of the, of, of the pandemic times, mm -hmm. um, the realignment, the, the, re the resignation, whatever it was called. Yeah. Uh, you know, I sat and thought for quite a bit in terms of maybe I should start this now. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Now wasn't soon enough. Uh, it was, it was time. And, and so I walked away from what I had and I started this. So I'm in business for myself and, okay. um, I'm, yeah. I'm drawing upon what it is I've learned through almost 40 years of industry experience. So what are the main things I can deliver? And I, I like to work with even having that experience, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not the corporate guy, you know, I, I like to relate and work with smaller companies, size companies, let's say mm -hmm. anything from, you know, 10 employees, hundred employees. This is what I like the most because I can, yeah. I can help. I can help. Um, so where I'm coming from is commercial experience in terms of uh, sales, uh, marketing, um, business development. You know how to which rocks to look under and which trees to shake. Yeah, uh, and some overall business architecture. You know there are cases where I may work with the client and their business isn't really operating at a proper proper um, um, just capacity and, and, and operational uh, uh, excellence. So, you know, I'm, I can work with those companies and help them identify, Hey, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that more in an, gotcha. in an advisory capacity? So um, I, what I do the most, how I can help customers the most, what I find, what the need is. And I think this was also part of, some of your previous podcasts, which I, I did listen to. Um, Thank you. <laughs> so, you know, um, there's there's complacency mm. and there is uh, people are loaded up with too much work uh, mm. and they don't have time to devote to certain projects or um, their businesses are starting to unravel and they don't have time to really fix what's wrong. Gotcha. So 
what I'm coming what I'm coming across now very often is businesses that aren't doing bad, but they really want to increase their they want new customers and they want to mm -hmm. understand how to get new customers, where to go to find them. Uh, does that mean going into new markets or applications or order to find them? That's very popular. Um, another one is just with all of the busyness and extra work that people are doing. Yeah. It kind of takes them away from the original premise, which is, I'm going to call it the customer experience, right? I mean, you know, you're dealing, your customers are your, are the most valuable part of, of what you do. And you, you need to understand them. Uh, you need to really relate to them and improve the way in which you serve them. And that may some be some old school, but okay, mm -hmm. label me as such because the old school <laughs> stuff works. It still so, works. <laughs> Absolutely. So relating to customers on a personal level, listening to them rather than pushing what you have, you know, you can't be a snake oil salesman. You have to understand what they have and what mm. they're looking for and then respond to that. So I, I, I'm, I'm encountering quite a bit of that. Yeah. And um, I'm also seeing where companies are, let's say they're manufacturing a product and things are going fine, mm -hmm. um, but they're not thinking about contingency what what if something goes wrong you talked about supply chain before so yeah what if this what if a vendor drops out what if somebody's down what if for whatever reason um do you have enough vendors in your supply chain um wow is your supply chain too heavily uh dependent upon One certain vendor. suppliers <laughs> yeah um, are you taking advantage of the China plus one strategy that's very hot right now? Um, and can you build your contingency to a more robust level? All of these things are what I'm currently encountering. And I think these are areas which I can really help. Now, let me ask you this. You said something here. You said the charter plus one strategy. What is that exactly? Um, there has been from a sourcing standpoint, a lot of, um, kind of reflection and uh, risk management and just kind of um, changing of current and past business practices. So mm -hmm. years ago, there was a very strong push. All chemical manufacturers did a very strong push into uh, Asia, the Asian market, Asian, Asian vendors, yeah. suppliers. Let's go for a low-cost solution. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people succeeded. Um but a vast majority got burnt. Uh, mm. so they came back uh, and now came back to their old vendors and now are looking at, oh, you know, we need to improve and make our supply chains a bit more robust. So gotcha. from who do we, from whom we source? So it's, there may have been a reliance upon certain Asian countries. Now it's, how about an Indian manufacturer? Um, <laughs> how about an American manufacturer at mm. a cost position? Um, how about someone out of uh, Eastern Europe? Um, yeah, so they're forced to diversify. Um, and it's in their best interest to diversify uh, because they were beholden to one or two vendors and now maybe they have two or three and they're in from coming from diverse locations. Yeah. So it helps their cost position, reduces their risk, and makes their um, their operations a little bit uh, stronger. So it's the reliance was always, hey, let's look to China. And now it's mm -hmm. plus one. So, but who's who's the plus one? I, I belong gotcha. 
who's the plus one? Uh, where are we looking? Okay. No, this is this is good. I like that a lot because it makes, you know, especially if you're the manufacturer, think outside the box on, you know, what's that other country where we can find another vendor that we can source our products to. I'm curious, yeah. um, you mentioned something about you helping with business development. Like what what does that look like for a chemical manufacturing company? You know, like how does that work, right? Like is it you going out and find other companies that can use that product or are you just diving into your database since you've been doing this for 40 years? How does that look like for you? And what are some of the lessons you've been learning as a consultant in the past two years from doing that? Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the answer is yes. Uh, but um, it's, it's a real combination. I mean, certainly I can bring some value with my user experience in terms of networking and so on. People mm -hmm. that I know I can draw upon, you know, that, that's, that's one thing that's kind of expected of you. Um, but the, the, the process by which you look for new customers and you uh, engage with them, you know, they may be initially leads uh, that you find on your own, maybe through a trade show, networking, yeah. uh, whatever the case may be, you know, and then to qualify them uh, and then to turn them into um, opportunities that can be measured with some value. Uh, and then mm. to maybe your um, sampling or you're working on trials and at mm -hmm. some point you're going to gain a qualification and approval for your product then entering the uh you know negotiating stage in terms of the, the pricing the, the supply agreement and so on and then you know at the end of the day closing the deal and getting a purchase order and then getting some sustainable business from them yeah uh, yes there are many people that do that um, I'm not professing to be a guru at it, but um, because I've been involved in business development over the course of my career, I've got a certain um, I've got a certain um, skill that I can apply towards that. I've also got a lot of patience because <laughs> while business development is kind of a lost art, um, it also involves, let's face it, a lot of failure because um, you know you are even as a younger person, you're excited. Hey, I'm going to uh, you know, engage these customers, going to talk to this yeah. person, uh, and then nothing happens and you you, you get upset. Um, you have to have kind of a hardened disposition and understand that your success rate is going to be low, but it doesn't matter because if you get one or two, you're, you're, you, you, you've won. So a certain disposition towards the process is needed. Otherwise, mm. you just feel inadequate that you really can't, you can't get it done. Uh, you need to know where to look. Yeah. Um, you need to know which people to talk to. Um, you need to speak with to them in a certain way that is not threatening. You need to offer a solution. You cannot come in with, oh, would you like to buy this? You know, <laughs> it's over. Um, but if you engage a company, you ask them what they're working on and you identify a potential problem and a solution, then, you know, you have to be a solution provider. You just can't. Yeah. You know your inbox in the morning; it's full, and you're delete, 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 delete. You know you're not going to talk to these people. Exactly. Uh, there has to be something in it. So I've got to provide value as part of the um, the search process, and that takes time. Yeah. Um, and that takes patience. Um, well, so, so these are some of the things that people may not have. Hey, look, you know, I need to build my business out, and I'm looking to. Uh, secure. I, I need new customers, and maybe I need to move into new markets. This is a time-consuming effort. So to to 
to delegate this out to a consultant or even a, a fractional executive to take care of on your behalf, um, you know, is is a very sound way of doing things. I love it. I love it. Now, I'm curious, right? In the chemical industry, specifically in the B2B manufacturing space that you're right. in, what does that sales cycle normally look like? Is it six months, nine months, two years um, to get one of these deals across the finish line? If you're, and you know, I did not mention, you know, very basic commodity type chemicals that are sold okay. you know, dependent upon market conditions. And, you know, uh, uh, that's not my forte. I'm working on things that have a little bit higher higher value, higher, yeah. higher cost, uh, a little bit more difficult to uh, to qualify and, and, and sell. So those sales cycles tend to be quite, quite long and once again, require patience. So while you may not have some immediate result, uh, the one thing certainly that you can do is you can build a pipeline of valuable opportunity um, and work your hardest to uh, mm. close them the expectation always is that oh uh i'll i'll uh, i'll pick up boris and in six months i got uh, you know i triple my bit <laughs> no um but if you can demonstrate that you've got things that are now sizably and and significantly better for the company and you're willing mm -hmm. to build in the work and the effort towards that then you will get that that you will get those qualifications you will get those approvals um but they take time and yeah. the experience that I have gained all over these last two years is that there are quite a number of um, overseas companies mm -hmm. that are very interested in entering the U.S. market. All, things have almost gone the other way around. Um, and they want to enter uh, because they have products and services that they feel fit the market. Yeah. Uh, but there, there's really just a certain... Uh, lack of understanding in terms of hey um this takes time um people don't know you yeah <laughs> uh, some intermediary to facilitate this um it but it takes time and it takes patience but mm. if you're willing to do that and if you're working with the right team then certainly you will be successful um but there are that being said uh there are many people that just simply spin their wheels and hey how come nothing's working um, it's because you're not devoting yourself full time to the effort. Wow, I love it. So to to kind of wrap things up, um, because we're definitely gonna have to come back for a second round. Uh, what is that one small best tips you can share with any consultant that's listening in? Because you've been in the consultant space for like two years now. You had a lot of lesson that you've learned. What what is that one small tip that you could share with any of them that can benefit them? Well, um, the one thing, yeah, if, if you are thinking about uh, becoming a consultant and serving the industry in which you're from, um, a lot of planning is required. Mm. Uh, you shouldn't do it on a lark. Um, you need to write, you may have been accustomed to writing business plans as a commercial manager in the industry. Guess what? Now you're writing your own business plan for your <laughs> business uh you know employees equal one um and <laughs> you're writing it for yourself um so that's important to do first mm. i would say that's in terms of a, a key tidbit write that business plan write it again and write it again until it's something that makes sense to you and not just oh i i made six powerpoints now i'm finished no <laughs> do something of meaning 
And yeah. once that is done, um, then you have to figure out what's my what's my fee structure. What do I what mm -hmm. do I charge? Um, that takes some time to develop. Um, don't be afraid. Uh, don't start discounting right away. Be be mm -hmm. confident in what your personal value is to the customer, to your client. Um, and then there are other things. I've heard these also from your other podcast guests. Uh, you know, the importance of building a website and doing your promotions. Yeah. You don't have to be incredibly invested in that, but you should have some funds towards that. Uh, create your company, your your logo. Um, mm -hmm. um, and then start your, your promotion. But you also need the patience that we spoke about before. Um, and you also need to rely upon this network of people that you know, that you have mm. built up all this time with, because they're your best resource. You yeah. and I have known each other for years, and we're yeah. still always talking about things that we can do together. Um, collaborations are key. Um, don't be bashful about that. Uh, always reach out to your network and uh, uh, keep in mind that you will be collaborating and networking uh, at a level that you've never have before. Uh, I find the amount of networking to be absolutely wild, um, <laughs> but I enjoy it so much. It's an important part of being a consultant. So I hope there's something in there that means something to somebody wanting to get in. hundred percent. If someone want to get in touch with you, maybe they're running a, a small chemical company and they're like, you know what? I need to bring Boris on board. How did I get in touch with you? What's the best way? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can go to my website, shafrinassociates.com. Uh, S-C-H-A-F-R-A-N. Shafrin is my name. And um, everything that you need is there. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn too. I'm very active there with posts. Mm -hmm. um, and I would encourage you, um, even for a very simple, free, no obligation consultation, is to say, hey, what are you working on? Are you thinking about what, what, what are your ideas about maybe outsourcing some work or bringing in someone mm -hmm. fractional? Um, would love to, would love to help you with your projects. Fantastic. Boris, thank you again for jumping on. I appreciate you so much for sharing those gems around the chemical space. Uh, guys, definitely check out Boris. He's the man. Have a good one. Great pleasure. Thank you.